What y'all listening to? Lime Light Highlight Podcast. Welcome back to the show, your positive podcast, safe space and great place for a positive outlook on life. Last episode, we talked about food, food security, and all those amazing organizations and people who are addressing the problem. It was about two weeks ago. Um, I wanted to go back to that real quick just to give you an update on what the Block Is Back has been doing. So this past weekend, or rather last last weekend, the Block Is Back fed the Block once again as they've been doing since the lockdown. And they are now averaging about 125 grab-and-go meals per week. And that weekend that I'm talking about, two weekends ago, they totaled up to 160 for that day. So you add that number up, so they got about since then 2510 meals in 20 weeks in addition to the 160 meals provided they were also able to distribute 100 fresh boxes of produce that was provided by sharing excess which is a nonprofit organization that connects with colleges and communities to reduce food waste and hunger their mission is to bridge the gap between excess and scarcity I just wanted to highlight those great organizations teaming up to help out the community by providing people with something special to eat uh, it's always a treat seeing how creative people get, and uh, especially during times like this, and I love the fact that other nonprofits are working with each other. There's a saying, through crisis comes innovation, and the stuff some people are coming up with to create some type of norm today or to make sure they stay in business has been pretty interesting, to say the least. Lately, I've been hearing a lot about how many people are tuning out the news or they're no longer paying attention to the stuff that they see on TV because of just how depressing it is. It's always daunting and, and negative. Um, what's even crazier to me is the fact that it's an election year and the thing people need to be focused the most on is the news. But we're stuck with two choices, bad or worse. And uh, if my choices are between a egomaniac pedophile and a domestic pedophile. I don't really want to participate. So people are always saying it's your right to vote and you have to vote and blah, 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 blah. You got to exercise that right. But with the way things are going, I think it's safe to say your vote doesn't really count. It's more of an illusion to say that you got a choice. But given those choices, do we really have one? I mean, I don't want either of those people in power. I mean, I probably write my vote in, but I'm absolutely not going to choose between the two morons that we have on stage right now. I'm saying all that because this is it's pretty pretty evident that people have fatigued listening to how terrible things are in the news and it can have a much worse impact on you than putting you in a bad mood um i'm gonna get real personal and discuss my life experiences and all the effects of ingesting bad news and learning how to deal with it in this episode um i'm gonna go over some things that that have worked for me and maybe you can apply them to your life but before we get into all that first things first our unrelated fun fact uh oh also these fun facts are from now on going to be significantly shorter than previous ones so if you need more info on the fact that i'm giving it's just a quick attention grabber to get you guys engaged or and you want to know more about that specific fun fact uh go google google stuff it's not hard to find with that being said this week's unrelated fun fact is actually a pretty crazy one if you point your keys at your head, if you have like a car fob and you point your keys at your head, it increases the remote's signal range. This works because it uses your brain to act as a radio transmitter and it's it's pretty wild. It's almost unbelievable. But the trick turns your head into an antenna, 
and with all the fluids in your head it ends up being a really nice conductor and if you're worried about all the waves and stuff it's harmless no need to worry just thought that was a really cool interesting fact so next time you're in a parking lot and you can't find your car or you're close but you don't know how close put that thing up to your head and you'll be all right <laughs> now let's get on with the show during our lifetime we get bad news it comes in all forms shapes sizes whether it's the passing of a loved one a bill going to collections uh, not being able to pay your rent the news as we just spoke about is always bad uh, job loss a breakup miscarriage or some craziness that life throws at you at least one of these things has happened to you or is going to happen to you at least once in your life unfortunately um Sometimes multiple bad things happen at once. My wife always uh, talks about the rule of three, where three things, whether they're good or bad, happen over a short period of time. Um, so no matter what the bad news is, uh, some of it can be really devastating. It can turn your world upside down and leave you feeling hopeless. Um, I know I always touch on how terrible news is and how we need to focus on more positive things, but sometimes that's not always going to cut it. After learning the effects of ingesting bad news, a couple things can happen depending on the severity of the news you receive. It can have an instant effect on your body and cause your flight or flight response to kick in. Uh, your heart might start to race and adrenaline may start to, to pump, making up crazy scenarios running through your head. Uh, then, depending on the news, you have to weigh out your options and how to deal with the consequences of that specific news. Um, for me... I personally had to deal with a lot of these things over the last six years. Uh, I've mentioned this before. I got kicked out of the military early and had to worry about getting a new job and supporting my wife, which at the time was one of the most stressful things I had to deal with. My credit cards were maxed out. I felt like I virtually hit rock bottom. On top of that, I had to travel back and forth to San Diego from, from San Diego to Philly because family members and even close friends of mine had died. I had to attend their funerals. Um, it was a lot to deal with. Um, everybody responds to trauma differently, especially tra traumatic news anyway. Um, and I want you to know that there are steps that can be taken to tackle these obstacles that you will most definitely inevitably face. Um, since COVID, it seems like it's not going anywhere anytime soon. Um, I know a lot of people will tend to feel depressed and even some hopeless. I keep hearing over and over again how much people are sick and tired of being stuck in the house quarantining social distancing they want some type of normalcy back in their life and i completely understand i mean i'm i'm in the same boat i just want to go to a restaurant and eat you know it's not really worth contracting covid to maybe even spread it because even if you're asymptomatic or not, it's not going to happen you know nothing bad is going to happen to you you can still spread it and that's the biggest problem and hurdle that we're running to right now um on top of that unemployment is running out of money uh, we live in a failed state and somehow society expects you to live your life like this isn't a big deal. Um, everybody wants you to keep going on as if everything is normal and it's not. Um, but <clears throat> this episode is going to be about five steps, six actually, that you can take to help deal with the daunting outlook of the world right now. And I got these steps from medical news today but i decided to add my own spin on them and how i maneuvered and still continue to deal with some of these things going on in my life right now so as as many as you may know from a few episodes ago my grandmother just passed and it still hurts today 
uh, my wife made a pretty good observation. The last few years that we've had to deal with uh, death in our family from, you know, friends or family that has been passed, that had passed, uh, the last few passings were really sudden. They're, they were here one minute and gone the next. You know, it was um, it was very sudden. So it kind of just hit us and we just dealt with it. But uh, this one, this last one hurt for me. Especially because of how close I was to my grandmother and the fact that I had to leave her knowing I would not see her alive in person again while she was still alive. It kind of killed me to leave and then not really be around my family to help them mourn or even to mourn with them, you know, to be a part of saying goodbye. Something that's always going to bother me. But uh, that leads me to step one, accepting your negative emotion. Since her passing, I've been in a kind of kind of a funk. I felt myself being sad at random moments uh, throughout the day. I got like zero motivation to do anything. You know, when you receive concerning news, it can trigger what feels like an endless spiral of negative emotions. And I don't know about you, but the first thing I try to do is bottle up that negative emotion and keep it real deep down and just keep pushing, keep myself really busy. Um, but from this article, uh, research that was carried out by the University of California in Berkeley found that attempting to avoid your negative emotion can in fact cause you more stress than confronting it head on. The researchers led three separate studies online and in the lab and found that embracing darker moods instead of resisting them can help you feel better in the long run. The participants who habitually accepted their negative emotions actually experienced fewer negative emotions and therefore improved psychological health compared to those who avoided negative emotion. The scientists explained that our approach to negative emotion and our emotional reaction is essential for our well-being. Individuals who accept negative emotions without trying to change them are better equipped to deal with stress. Okay, so this makes sense. It makes sense to me, if you think about it. Um, bottling, bottling up your emotions and carrying on as if everything's okay is kind of a recipe for disaster. You know, sooner or later, you're going to end up exploding over something so small that it might cause even more damage, like maybe an outburst on a loved one that did nothing wrong, but you couldn't take it anymore, and then you cursed at them, or you said something you didn't really mean because you didn't deal with the emotions that you that you had when you had them and when you should have dealt with them. <laughs> I've kind of been in that exact position lately. Uh, I felt really irritable and annoyed with everything, not realizing that it was my emotions that I had to deal with and Taking it out on everything and everyone around me, it kind of bothers. But uh, I always say you can only control what you can control. Sometimes we feel like we can control our emotions and maybe we can, but uh, sometimes we can't. The question is, how long can you keep it up? You know, everyone has their limits. And I'm not saying that you got to do that. Ex you know, you don't have to accept that emotion right at the second you, you get the news. But sooner or later, you're going to have to accept that bad news and embrace that emotion and the sooner you can do that, the sooner the healing can begin or the feeling better can can start. Um, step two is to help your mental health when receiving bad news uh, is to repeat exposure to the news. So um, you remember a time when you were super excited to do something for the first time? Like, for for example, would be getting your license and driving. I remember the first time I got my license, I wanted to drive everywhere. I wanted to show off and take road trips, and I just wanted to drive. I wanted to be in the driver's seat. I was so excited because um, I've been waiting, you know, 
waiting to drive for so long. It's like you finally get the green light. You got your license. You're you're legit. You can go on the road. Um, it was just a great time. I just, I just remember being super happy and super excited when I passed my test. But you fast forward to now, and I drive so damn much that I get dizzy following those lines in the road. I just get hypnotized, and I just want to fall asleep. And it got old. You know, that's kind of what step two is all about. You repeat your exposure to the news. Um, the more you hear about it, the more it'll solidify and you can accept it. I mean, it's kind of kind of why I'm talking about it again and again, because the more I talk about it, the less the less it hurts, kind of, I guess. Um, after a while, you learn that there's nothing in your power to change that that news at that time. So some people avoid it. They don't want to mention it because it opens up wounds and becomes too real for them again. And I completely understand. But uh, I know when I was going through the my military stuff, I didn't want to talk about getting kicked out. I was ashamed of myself. I didn't want to talk about how my decisions led me down the road that I wasn't proud of. Um, I did everything to avoid talking about it. I wanted to pretend like it didn't happen and everything was OK. And it absolutely wasn't. Uh, what I didn't realize at the time was. As much as I tried to avoid it, the reality would hit me twice as hard, and I thought about it more and more. Um, I was fighting the urge to think about what was what was to come, and I was so stressed out. I felt it in my stomach. My shoulders were heavier. I remember feeling like I was going to have a panic attack. I really couldn't focus on work. Um, I was having a terrible, terrible time sleeping. I was super sluggish. All that it was it was it was just a terrible time, and. Um, once again, according to the article, Tel Aviv University in Israel revealed that repeat exposure to a negative event could neutralize its effects on your thoughts and mood. The researchers say that if, for example, you read a newspaper article about a tragedy before you go to work, it's better to read the article thoroughly and repeatedly expose yourself to that information than read the headline and attempt to not think about the event. By having... Repeat exposure to the bad news. You'll feel freer to continue to go about your day without any adverse effects to be in a better mood. Another research by the University of Arizona in Tucson agrees that the concept of repeat exposure, the round, the, the team found out that in situations that cause significant distress as much as romantic break, such as romantic breakups or divorce, repeatedly reflecting on the situation could speed up emotional recovery. So as much as we want to avoid bad news or things we feel are out of our control, the sooner we accept it and continue to read or expose ourselves to the news to dull that that feeling that becomes and uh, the faster we can move on. So expose yourself. Repeat exposure. Keep talking about it. Keep bringing it up. Make it a, a normal conversation because it's part of life now. Whatever news it is, it's, it's part of your life and it's going to help you continue to grow. Once you get that step down. Our third step is to reframe your thoughts after you accept the situation by embracing those emotions and dulling the pain by continuing to either talk about it or read about it or express it. It's time to reframe the way you think about bad news. So bring the situation into a new light for me after going off, you know, going through all and still going, continue to go through these things. I continue to tell myself that you can only control what you can control. As I said before, in hindsight, it's a big reason as to why I started this podcast. I needed a I needed a way of talking about or taking the bad news and putting it into a new perspective, a new light. I needed to start having that cup half full instead of half empty view on life. Um, 
like I said, you can't always control your emotions or the situations you'll come across. But what you can control is how you deal with them. So when you lose someone close to you and you attend their funeral or just express your your feelings to others around you, you, you know, you always hear that saying uh, they're in a better place or they're not suffering anymore. They're no longer suffering. Um, believe it or not, these are the exact things we tell each other as as well as ourselves to give to give us a type of uh, closure, some type, some different perspective on the bad news. You know, it doesn't always work, but if you really think about if you really think about it, those statements are really true. Um, life is hard. We each suffer in our own ways every day. It may not always be an extreme case like dying, but emotionally we deal with rage, sadness, depression, uh, several other emotions. Like I said, life is hard. So when someone says that they're they're no longer suffering, they they're not wrong. You know, after I left after I left the military, I was working a job that paid about fourteen dollars an hour. Living in San Diego, that's you could barely afford. You could barely live with fourteen dollars an hour. But uh, I was just happy to have the income, regardless. Um, I worked from there. I worked there from June till November, and November when the holidays were coming up, and you know work started to slow down, and I got laid off. So initially, I was like, what the hell? You know, here we go again. What am I going to do now? But um, honestly, I thought of it as an opportunity to take my skills elsewhere and find a job that paid more because I wasn't, you know, $14 an hour ain't making nothing. And luckily, I was fortunate enough to end up working on a military base making significantly more money. And, um, you know, I understand not everyone's situation is the same, but if you approach life with that attitude, you'll be on a much better track to deal with it rather than be constantly depressed. Um, once again, from the article, research by the University of Notre Dame in Indiana uncovered that hitting rock bottom after losing a job could actually be beneficial and enable people to start a new chapter, create new positive work identity, and free them from negative emotion. In addition to cognit cognitively reframing a negative situation, Research from the Beckman Institute at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign reported that it could help focus. It could be helpful to focus on contextual elements of a bad memory rather than emotional experience. Florin Dolkos from the Cognitive Neuroscience Group at the University of Illinois explained that dwelling on how hurt, sad, or embarrassed you felt during an adverse event can result in you feeling worse. Now, I like facts. That's why I'm sharing all of these research facts and, and discoveries with you guys, because sometimes people need hard factual evidence to to uh, agree with it, you know, to, to accept that. Oh, that step is it's backed by science. So it makes it more valid, I guess. That's honestly one of the reasons why I'm sharing these with you. But once again, um, another saying I'm sure you've heard is when you hit rock bottom, there ain't nothing left to do, but go up. Um, it's another true statement. It's about growth and what you plan to do and how to, how you plan to bounce back from a bad situation. It's what inspires people. You know, we all love a comeback story about a person hitting rock bottom and having all the odds stacked against them to then rise and become successful in spite of all those terrible things that happened to them. Of course, this isn't always a reality and we don't live in a movie but uh having that attitude will absolutely put you in a better position no matter how much you see uh quote successful people unquote on social media um 
always remember that those things don't happen overnight, no matter how much they try to make it look that way. Um, another saying is overnight success takes about 10 years. So if you lost a job, look at it as the start of a new and maybe go into a field that you've been interested in. If there's one piece of advice I'd like you to take, it's that you're never too old to try something new and you should definitely learn from your mistakes and keep in mind how how those bad events made you feel because there is no teacher better than pain. And I know, at least for me, I don't want to feel those emotions that I felt back then. So I always remind myself of how terrible a feeling it was to be in that position. I try my hardest not to go back. And I also try my hardest not to dwell on it. Which leads me to our fourth step. Learn to overcome adversity. In the Marine Corps, we pride ourselves on adapting and overcoming super stressful situations. Um, It may also be why I push so hard to get to where I am now, but... Losing a job, making terrible choices that land you somewhere that you shouldn't be, and all of the life's random hurdles that get thrown at you are things 99% of us are dealing with or are going to have to deal with eventually. Uh, it's easy to give up and take the easy way out. It's easy to be lazy and fail and have no motivation to do anything else. I mean, I get it. I still have my moments where I, I get in a rut or... When I don't want to work out and I just want to sit on the couch and stuff my face with junk food. You know, that stuff is easy. That's easy to do. You can do that every day. The problem with easy is we don't grow. Um, I know I've been quoting a bunch of sayings throughout this episode, but here's another one. You have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. You got to fail to grow. You got to learn from your mistakes. Um, these are all things you, you've heard before and you know. I just I'd like to reiterate them because they're they're very important. Um I know when I was in the military, I got talked down to a lot by my superiors just because people are assholes and that's how they want to talk to people. Um, and honestly, it would make me feel terrible, you know, but uh, instead of dwelling on it or showing that it bothered me, I would do everything in my power to prove that person wrong. Um, success and showing people up, in my opinion, is like the best revenge that you'll ever get. Um, but, you know, you will fail. But you have to consistently get up and persist because when you do finally succeed, you'll feel so much better knowing that that you went through all that. You know, you went through the ringer, you you you, you continued to push. And I know it may sound cheesy, but I cannot stress this enough. Never give up. There was uh back to the article, there was a study that focused on students who had failed ac- academically and would find access to the job market restricted with their lack of qualifications. The study showed that by helping these students to bounce back from adversity by teaching them self-regulation skills, including goal setting and how to adjust their path after a mishap, they were better equipped to do well in life and positively deal with any adverse situations they encounter. Other research has also shown that blogging about social distress can help people deal with adversity. So, you know, you hear people kind of venting online and social media you don't hear it you read it in posts and tweets on ig pictures and captions all that stuff is is part of healing part of dealing with adversity people like to relate to each other so this is another reason why i'm why i'm sharing all these stories with you and all my life experiences um i want you guys to relate our fifth step is to be kind to yourself i know for me during the those most stressful times I would just continue to dwell on my situation. I I would talk down to myself almost every day. 
um, I started to hate myself for making bad decisions that put me in the terrible situations I was in. Uh, I was angry that I wasn't smart enough because overall I, I kind of knew better. You know, I was raised to be better. Um, to this day, I sometimes worry that I'll make a stupid decision that'll set me back after all the hard work that I did to get myself here where, you know, where I am now. And uh, I'm sure we've all heard of self-affirmations, you know, make things reality, speak it into existence and uh, what we need. Um, talking down to yourself after a while takes a toll subconsciously and even consciously sometimes. Um, your confidence is shot. You just you just get back in that same self-loathing feeling because you didn't give yourself the props that you deserve. Um, I consider myself my biggest critic. And even when my wife tells me that I don't give myself enough credit for accomplishing the things that I have so far. Uh, you know, when you face bad news, no matter what kind it is, it's so important that you don't hate yourself for it. Taking care of yourself physically and mentally is number one. It's easy to fall into to that, you know, lazy, pitiful self and you're mad at the world, yourself or situation. It becomes a chain reaction and it just it, it gets worse and worse. Um, when I say be kind to yourself, I don't only mean give yourself props for, you know, or congratulate yourself on on your accomplishments. I mean, you know, be good to yourself, eat good food, healthy foods um, and just something positive into your psyche like this podcast, you know, all about positivity, for example. Um, go to a go book a spa day or pamper yourself with some R&R, you know, take care of yourself, you know, uh, treat yourself right physically and emotionally um back to the back to the article research has found that even if you don't consider yourself to be a mindful person meditation can help tame negative emotion a study published in the journal of clinical nursing illustrated that receiving a hand and foot massage for eight weeks after the death of a loved one provided some consolation and was reported to be a worthy early grieving process support option for bereaved family members i got a book a lot of my family some spa days um, when receiving bad news as hard as it might be it's it's important to re remain calm stay focused on the present moment and breathe um, all very good uh, decisions and and advice in my opinion uh, this last step is the sixth step it's not listed on the medical news today it's rather it's my personal step you know from my experiences and uh that step is to take a break we live in a society that's all about getting after it you know go get that bag go get that money be active if you got time to watch tv you got time to make something of yourself or you got time to make money or you know time is money after all pull yourself up by bootstraps and all these things but uh there's one thing i learned it's that we need mental health days we need a breathe. We we need a breath of fresh air. Um, some of us need to vegetate on the couch and do absolutely nothing. We need time to not worry about what we're gonna cook tomorrow. What's for dinner? We don't. Well, what chores need to be done around the house? Um, what else? What what your job is gonna need from you? Um, take a break. Take a mental wellness day. At times, I found myself having so much to do and none of it prioritized or organized. And sometimes it would get so overwhelming that I'd have to just stop. I wouldn't get anything done. And my workload would just pile up because I wouldn't I wouldn't take a break. I wouldn't refocus. When you take a day or two to just do nothing and recharge your batteries, you come back with a different perspective. 
you know, well refreshed, you're well rested, you're ready to tackle whatever tasks need to be taken care of. Um, you gotta let all your problems take a back seat to your life every day, to your life every now and then, not every day, but you know, those everyday tasks. Um, this is not to say, you know, ignore them completely, but take a, take a bit of time, focus on nothing. When you come back, those problems and those things that they need to get done, they're, they're, they're always going to be there, you know? Um, for those who are always busy and, and think to yourself, you know, I don't have time to take a break, you know, I, I highly encourage you to force yourself to take a break. You need it. Everybody needs it. Like I said, problems aren't going anywhere. They're going to be there whether you take a break today, tomorrow, whatever. Something's always going to have to get done, you know. Do something. Take a break. It'll be there when you get back. You know, I don't have any studies to, you know, to quote for this specific step since it's my life experiences that I'm sharing. But um, for me, this step was hard. It was hard to understand and, and get down packed. Uh, my wife is really one of the one who taught me about this step. Um, I share my life experiences with you again in hopes that some of you can understand why I do what I do and maybe relate to some of the things I've done. Um, not all my experiences are relatable, but all the troubles that we covered can be compared to in at least 99% of our lives, I, I would think. Take these steps and use them to see as you see fit. Um, they're steps that I've used and I continue to use every day. You know, I'm not a life coach, nor do I have everything under control. <laughs> not that I claim to. Um, I don't claim to have all the answers, and nor do I want you to think I do. Um, I fail every day. I continue to learn. And as long as you continue to move, even if it's accomplishing one small goal a day, celebrate those milestones. You know, don't beat yourself up. Don't compare yourself to somebody who has had great breaks and easier opportunities than you have. Life ain't fair. That's just how it is. Everyone grows and works at their own pace. And at the end of the day, nobody, nobody has to live your life but you. So do things that make you happy, you know, and do things that sometimes make you uncomfortable. Grow no matter how slow or fast you do it. You just 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 grow. You got to grow. Um, I also want to share that I've been fortunate enough to, you know, not go through all these things alone. I I know I said uh I did all this work to get myself here, but I, I didn't do it by myself. My wife was a huge proponent. My family, huge support system that helped me get to where I am. Um, I understand not everybody is as fortunate to have somebody in their life to lean on. And for those who don't, I just want to extend myself to you. I know I may be a stranger to someone or somebody you may or may not have met before, but I know how important it is to have somebody in your corner somebody in your life, even if it's just to work out ideas or someone to vent to stuff that we need, you know? And if you ever feel low, less than, or any of those emotions that we mentioned and feel like you don't have anywhere to go, reach out. I'll try my best to help you out. Even if it's just to listen to, to, you know, bounce ideas off of. It's all about community. And with technology, there's no excuse why we can't come together and help each other out. We're more connected now than ever before. So um, since this week, since this podcast, this episode has been about dealing with how you ingest bad news and the things you can do to make yourself feel better. This week's Limelight PPDPT goes out to Hope for Depression Research Foundation. Uh, we spoke on a lot of research today, a lot of steps on how to navigate through life's bad news and um, all the bad news we get 
and are constantly being surrounded by can lead to some serious daunting outlooks on life. Which most likely leads to a very common symptom that many people develop, and that's depression. Um, the mission of the Hope for Depression Research Foundation is to fund cutting-edge scientific research into the origins, diagnosis, treatments, and prevention of depression and its related mood and other emotional disorders such as bipolar disorder, post postpartum dis depression, post-traumatic stress syndrome, anxiety disorder, and suicide. Um, I chose this organization because, as we discussed, mental health is something that gets ignored way too often. And I'm super interested in the science and facts of these types of things. And with this organization being a research foundation, it's also a plus and another reason why I chose them for this week's Limelight PPDPT segment. Um, they're doing the research to help people. Um, something that a lot of us are walking around thinking we're okay and we're mentally not. So that's why I chose those guys. So just just to recap. I wanted to take this episode to reiterate the importance of having a better outlook on life and focusing on positive things. Um, I also understand that focusing on positive things doesn't always cut it and making things better. So I wanted to give you some of the tools and steps that I use to navigate through the, this negative world that we live in. Um, I also wanted to share my personal experiences so you can understand why I do what I do. And maybe you can relate to some of the things I've gone through once again. Um, remember, just the steps accept your negative emotions it's all right to feel however you're feeling um embrace it and deal with it uh step two is repeat exposure to the news make sure you're used to hearing whatever it is that's bothering you over and over again until it doesn't bother you anymore it's going to take a while but that's a that's a critical step um step three reframe your thoughts once you get those two down you know change the way you look at the world super hard needs to be done um, step four, learn to overcome diversity, get comfortable with being uncomfortable and embrace the suck. You just these are all things we have to do in life. Um, step five, take challenges head on and don't be afraid to fail. Um, be kind to yourself, both physically and emotionally. You can't keep pushing if your vessel is bad mentally and in and, and, and bad physical shape. So. And last but not least, my personal step, uh, take a break. If you feel like you can't keep going, take a step back and breathe. Take a take a break. Listen, listen to something that'll get you in a better mood, whether it's music, a podcast, TV. Turn off your brain. Think about nothing. Put some mindless TV on. Uh, whatever you need to do. Remember, you got to take a break. Um, the next few episodes that you'll hear on the uh, coming up weeks will be all interviews from different people from all different walks of life i'll be sure to put a positive spin on all the conversations that we'll be having and i hope you get some good advice from this episode maybe you can relate and apply some if not all the steps to your life or the next time you receive bad news and uh, if you need somebody to hold you accountable or you want to share with the listeners of this podcast something that you plan on changing in your life for the positive no matter how big or how small reach out let me know and i'll, I'll share it if you want me to I'll be sure to respond and do all I can to help. Uh, if you have a good news story that you'd like to share with the listeners, uh, you can reach me at limelighthighlight at gmail.com or on Facebook and Instagram at limelighthighlight. My Twitter handle is llhighlight. And if you want to reach out and remain anonymous, I can be discreet. I can, can We can share if you want to share or you can just talk to me. Whatever it is you need, I'm here. Um, I'm putting this out there because... 
You never know who might be listening and could use the help or the community to keep them on track um, or who can relate. You know, if I could help change one life, that that's worth it to me. Um, I'll be sure to put this week's PPDPT link in the show notes while you're there to be sure to subscribe and leave a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening to. And if you really want to support this podcast, share it with a friend or a family member or anybody you think can benefit from hearing some good news. Um, That's all I got for this episode. So be sure to tune in next week for more positivity in your life and keep that half look full, half cup full look outlook on life. I messed that all up, but you get what I'm saying. Um, Yeah. Until next time, be humble, be helpful, pay it forward, be the best you and remember it ain't all bad. Thanks for listening. Peace.